When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Is almost here. Incredible matchup. When I do this, what do you think of? WWE. You scare me. (laughs) Give me a hug. I swear to God. People wonder how do we deal with them? Key, how do we deal with them? All right, we're going to talk Bills Chiefs. The one Bills player still in here says the Chiefs have to neutralize. Also, Cowboys, Eagles, the latest on Dak Prescott's return. As you saw the squad right there, I'm not even introducing these guys. I'm tired of y'all. All All right, we begin with Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes. Two four-in-one teams, an AFC championship game rematch with a couple megastar QBs. Buffalo, three-point favorites on the road in Kansas City, by the way. We now begin welcoming in our ESPN insider, Jeremy Fowler, who's in Buffalo. How are the Bills, Jeremy, feeling heading into this matchup with the Chiefs? Well, Laura, I just left the locker room. The Bills are working overtime to suppress any hype with this game. Among the go-to lines that I just heard, all the games count the same. Each game is the same size. It's the biggest game of the year because it's the next one. So they're prepared to not fuel any sort of motivation for the Chiefs. The most truth I got was from center Mitch Morris, who said, look, this rivalry's been a little too one-sided. We need to play our best when we play the best teams. Now, nobody had any problem, though, talking about Patrick Mahomes' greatness. Check this out. When I'm when I'm watching games, you know, I, I love watching him play. You know, he's he's a fantastic player. He he can do everything you want. Um, his teammates love him, and I know he's got a good grasp on the locker room over there and how he how he carries himself. He's just a, he's a special football player and a special guy. And um, yeah, I, I, anytime he's playing, I think people are watching. So all that aside, you know, we're just just trying to go execute a game plan. Now, Allen's going to be a huge part of that game plan. Stephon Diggs was asked about Allen's heroics in Arrowhead last year. He said, did you just see that Pittsburgh game last week when he put up four touchdowns in the first half? They have come to expect this. And, Laura, I can expect when you're in western New York, you see Josh Allen's face everywhere. I went to the grocery store <laughs> to get a lunch today, and I came across Josh's Jack's oh, cereal. I don't wow. even know what's going on here. How do they taste, got Josh Jeremy? on the cereal box. You tried them? You got well, I'm, I'm, I might I might dig it. No, they look terrible. But and then you got uh, Josh Allen hot sauce, Bills Mafia. There was a whole wall of Josh Allen stuff. So he, he's the guy around here, no doubt. I love it. And Jeremy, next up, mix the hot sauce with the cereal and see Jeremy, what you don't come do up that. with. Don't do, don't do that. No, don't do that. That's Jeremy. what Dan don't would do. do. Just kidding. You have, you have to go to the bathroom. Don't do that. Stop it. Okay. I'm gonna come back in a few minutes and do that. Yeah, it. I love it. All right. We'll check back in with you and find you out how it went. Uh, thanks going. to Jeremy for the latest there. I know the win wasn't working in his Be favor, but he, he was the ultimate professional. You wouldn't no have doubt. been able to get through it. Key, you in New York today. We own one today, just in case yeah. you didn't know. Look at we him looking at us. Today. He's like, get out of here, you weirdos. I mean, I y'all, y'all working, man. <laughs> y'all doing your jobs. Okay, well, y'all, y'all working. Key is the picture of maturity. Dan, what kind of pressure can Buffalo put on Kansas City's defense by having players like Gabe Davis and Stephon Diggs? We got two and y'all don't. You know, that's the mm. way I phrase it. You know, Kansas City defensively really plays two coverages, cover two and cover one, meaning man coverage. And the reality is they don't have two corners that can go punch for punch with both Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis, the last six games, got eight touchdowns, averaging 43 yards. That's Steph at the top. They want to double Steph as they should. That's going to vacate the middle of the field. 
Josh Peek's over there, he ain't open. But Gabe Davis is going to be open on a big post, and while they're double-teaming him, he doesn't have just the go-round. He's got the ability to attack the middle of the field. Great job of protection. Dawson knocks it. See Josh Peek to the right. Now Peek to the middle. Now he realizes Gabe's getting doubled, but they're underneath him. He's got great speed down the field. And that equals a 98-yard touchdown. I want to give everyone that number again. Last six games, he has eight touchdowns, and the average yank length of that touchdown is 43 yards. Wow. So if they're going to play some man coverage, this is the reality. Josh, when he sees cover two, he does a great job right now just getting the ball out of his hands. When he sees man, there's a reason why they drafted McDuffie out of Washington, Kansas yeah. City, because they know that they don't have Ward anymore. They don't have two guys that can play straight-up man coverage against those two receivers. And I think that leans to benefit having – or Buffalo having a benefit in that matchup. Yeah, that's going to be the conundrum, man. And, and you think about it from, from another standpoint, like when, when you have – what Buffalo saw last week from Las Vegas, the Raiders had a tremendous amount of success against Kansas City on the ground. They put right? they put a fullback. They put on a fullback on the field. Absolutely, sure. yeah. and, and this is a you, people hear this all the time. The NFL is a copycat league. Yeah, you're going to get tested and tried, Kansas City, yeah. on the ground based on what you saw materialized last Gilliam week. Absolutely, but but it. it also Josh Allen's favorite player. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but it also to your point, Dan, it uh -oh. opened up the deep shots. Yeah, right. We've been talking about getting Devontae Adams in, uh, invested in that scheme. He only had seven targets, but it went to the tune of 140 because right. of Josh Jacobs' success. So Kansas. City has their hands full, like everybody does with the Buffalo Bills. But I think we focus so much on Josh Allen and so much on That's these fair. wide receivers. Ken Darcy, now you have a sample size of what you can take advantage of with Kansas City defense. I think they need to lean into that play action a little bit to mm. try to open that thing up for Diggs as well. You know, I think a little bit different than, than you guys in terms of what to do with these wide receivers. Here's what I would do, and here's what Spagnuolo should do. I'm going to eliminate Stephon Diggs. I know it's hard. It's easier said than done. And I'm going to make Gabe Davis show me that you can be the number one guy when I eliminate Stephon Diggs. I'm going to double him. I'm getting in the face. I'm rerouting. I'm putting hands on him. They're giving the Pittsburgh Steelers gave these guys free access. And whenever you give a wide receiver free access and they get up on your toes, there's nothing you can do. Make Josh Allen pull the ball down. Cock it two or three times before he decides to throw it to another receiver and allow your defense alignment to get up on him. Now, look, it's a tall task. There's no question about it. That's why they have two, and most people don't. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned it being a tall task. The Chiefs have allowed 12 receiving touchdowns this season. That's tied for the most yeah. in the what NFL. A great stat. I know, isn't that good? I got some good ones today. Thanks, to Buggy. Okay, Patrick Mahomes <laughs> and Josh Allen enter week six, ranking first and second in touchdown passes this season. But they've been doing it in completely different ways. Allen leads the league in touchdown passes to wide receivers and on throws 20-plus yards downfield. Mahomes, on the other hand, leads the NFL in touchdown passes to tight ends and running backs and is thrown a league-high 10 touchdowns less than five yards downfield. Here's Mahomes from earlier today asked about his last battle with Allen. Yeah, I mean, I think to me it was just it was battling through adversity. I was finding a way to win no matter what it took. I mean, that's a great football team. It's still a great football team, and uh, we know it's going to come down to the wire every single time we play them. Um, and so to, to see the guys respond, even when it kind of looked like it was all over, um, it, that's something that you'll always have. NFL reporter Coley Harvey joins us now live from Kansas City. Coley, what is the feeling around the facility as the Chiefs gear up for this big rematch against the Bills? 
Laura, I've got to start off by saying Jeremy Fowler went to the grocery store. I had Gates barbecue for lunch. That's what you got to do when you're in Kansas City. Just putting that down right here. (laughs) No, uh, one thing that Jeremy said, (laughs) you guys are great. One thing that Jeremy said that was mirrored in the Chiefs locker room uh, just a few moments ago was the fact that they were also trying to downplay this game, saying it's just another ball game. Beyond that, however, one of the things that stood out to me, Laura, is the fact that the Chiefs have so much admiration and respect for the Bills. Some of that starts with the coaching staffs on both teams. You have Sean McDermott, the Bills head coach, who is on that same coaching tree uh, that Andy Reid, the head coach of the Chiefs, has. And then there's also the quarterbacks. We've been talking about it all afternoon where Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen have so much admiration for one another. Uh, Mahomes earlier this uh, afternoon said of Allen, uh, this is a guy where we like to play each other, we like to compete against each other, and we like to win against each other. But at the end of the day, I also have so much respect for the type of player that Josh Allen is. Uh, When it comes to that respect, last year's game, the playoff game in January that happened in the stadium here behind me, uh, you saw the two quarterbacks go to battle at the end of regulation, leading their offenses to score a combined 25 points at the end of regulation of that game. Safety Justin Reed, who is playing in his first Bills-Chiefs matchup, he was watching and he said that just shows that the Chiefs are never out of it. And he's Mm -hmm. uh, hoping to see that again uh, this weekend. Yeah, we kind of saw that on Monday night too. They were down 17-0, came Mm -hmm. roaring back. Thanks to Coley Harvey for joining us here. We now bring in Adam Schefter to the fold. And Adam, we begin with this. The Bills have had a bunch of injuries in their secondary. What's the latest on the status of Tredavious White? Well, Laura, first and foremost, I was busy taping a podcast, didn't have time for lunch today. But as for Tredavious <laughs> White, you, he was back <laughs> at practice today for the first time. He's not going to play on Sunday, but this was his first time back at practice since tearing his ACL on Thanksgiving Day last year against New Orleans. And this is an encouraging sign for Buffalo having its top defensive back there back at practice. The Bills have a bye next week after playing the Chiefs this week. And so we're looking at a point later this season of getting Tredavious White back and making an already tough defense that much tougher as Buffalo begins its stretch dive towards the postseason. Not going to play Sunday, but the signs are encouraging for him coming back relatively soon. Yeah, that's massive. That's good to yeah, hear. His ability, yeah. because the, the, the reality of Micah, Micah Hyde being lost for the year, I totally Absolutely. forgot about Tredavious. Brother, listen. Isn't that funny how you can forget about Tredavious White? Yeah. That's big time. Good for him. So, Marcus, uh, what do you believe is the biggest matchup, the key matchup when Kansas City has the ball? The others. Like, look, these receivers benefited last week. You did a phenomenal tape. I think this week you did a phenomenal tape on how Las Vegas defended Travis Kelsey, Kelsey, and it opened up other portions of the field. I don't know if Buffalo is going to give him that much attention, right? They will not. Milano is, a, Milano is a real good cover linebacker. Edmonds can run um, in the same space with Travis Kelsey. Now, you don't want to live in defending Travis Kelsey one-on-one. Right. But this is the game where Miko Harmon, this is the game where Sky Moore, you got to get him the ball in his hands in space. And MVS, these are explosive play-type games. Yeah. Last year, when we think about this game, when I was losing my mind at the end of it, it was explosive plays that was the day of this game and you're going to need that to not only combat what Josh Allen in this offense is going to do but to also free up Travis Kelsey I know it sounds crazy and we can use him as a chess piece to get these other guys open this is going to have to be receivers making plays Hmm. in man-to-man situations to allow them to run up a full offense and this may be the first game 
where we see throughout the duration of a game, you missing Tyreek. Yeah. This may be the first one. I think they're settling in, though, on their style of play. I think they're settling in on peppering people all the way around. And, and you could see it just from last week at the Raiders. There's a lot of complaining that Travis Kelsey only had 25 yards receiving, but he did have four touchdowns. Between the 20 and the 20 is the key for them. If they could continue methodically moving the football down the field, taking the opportunities. Now, obviously, you got to protect him with Von Miller coming off the edge, but if he goes to those receivers like you're talking about, Marcus, and those guys come to play, Travis Kelsey is the key in all of this once they get into the red zone. He's been the key inside the red zone since he's been in the National Football League. So we'll see what happens when they play each other and they face each other in Kansas City, but I can almost guarantee you somebody is going to have a breakout game at that wide receiver spot. I don't care what anybody says. It may be Juju. It may be uh, uh, Scanton. It may be another guy, but it's going to be somebody. Yeah, Vaughn Miller, Greg Rousseau, and A.J. Epinesa. Can you block them? That's the straight-up truth about this game. This game is very simple for Kansas City. If you can block the – and really your tackles with Vaughn Miller – Gregory Rousseau and A.J. Epinesa. I can tell everybody, when we sat with Brandon Bean, the Bills general manager this year, he said the number one conversation this offseason, we did not get 15 on the ground last year in the playoff games. They don't want to get close to him. They don't want to pressure him. They want to bring him to the ground. We saw Orlando Brown last struggle week struggle. Max, yep. if, they, if those tackles can't hold up, the Chiefs will lose this football game. If they can hang a little bit, help with chips, but they got to be able to block them one-on-one. I'm telling everybody right now, you ain't going to see a lot of man coverage out of Buffalo. They're not yeah. dumb. They're going to play a lot of zone. They're going to say our front four is going to hold down the run and the pass game. That's why we went and got Vaughn Miller. Kansas City, if you can't block them, you can't win. It, it, Straight up. Dio, to your point, I, I 100% wholeheartedly agree with you. What makes this game great, though, is that 15 can go above that at times. Totally. Like, I, and that's – Honestly, that is where my – because based on Max and Chandler uh, Monday night, they're not going to be able to hold up. I agree. Based on what we watched with Las Vegas. So, it'll the be The difference is Buffalo is not going to play man coverage That's on the back end on the like back the Raiders end. Yeah, exactly. Buffalo's going to play their zone, and yeah. they're going to make them be patient while also playing with chaos. It's going to be – it is fascinating to me when you think about how they will defend and if Patrick Mahomes – and Travis Kelsey in zone yeah. can find those windows. Like, Patrick yeah. Mahomes yeah. has seen the seventh highest pressure rate of any quarterback this season. We'll see what it looks like on wow. Sunday. An update so now fair. on Devontae Adams' situation after shoving a credentialed person. You see it right there after Monday's loss to the Chiefs. Adam, we bring you back in. What's the latest with this situation? Well, Lord, today Devontae Adams was charged with a misdemeanor assault in Kansas City for what, the, uh, what they said is an intentional overact that inflicted bodily injury on the photographer that was trying to cross the path there. Now, we'll see what happens with that particular case, but the NFL still is deliberating the discipline it wants to take against Devontae Adams. And now that we're past 4 o'clock and the Raiders are on a bye this upcoming week, there's no urgency for the NFL to have to make a decision. Sounds like we might not get something from the league even today. But clearly, it's deciding whether or not to fine Devontae Adams or whether or not to suspend him. But we do know right now he has been charged with the misdemeanor assault, and we'll see how the case transpires. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on that for sure. And more news from Adam coming throughout the show. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. 
Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Time now to read and react to the latest around the league, beginning with Cincinnati, where Joe Burrow addressed the Bengals' offensive woes today. Listen to this. You can talk all you want about the play calling, but at the end of the day, players have to go out and execute the play the way it's supposed to be executed. And if we do that, the play is going to work. Um, and so... It's always tough in those situations because if you go for it on fourth down and you get it, you look like the smartest dude in the world and you don't get it, you know, you're going to take some heat. Those are the gambles that, that we face every single week in this profession. Uh, didn't go our way this time. We've had several that have. All right, Key, so Joe Burrow owning it a little bit. You see this Bengals offense turning it around? You know what? I see that, that hat that he has on looks a little bit that. funny. but oh. No, I don't, Laura. But I, here's what I would say. They're averaging about 21 points a game. If their defense was better, they can do that like the Dallas Cowboys and win a whole lot of games. They've got to get better at scoring, and they've got to get better at stopping people. And I understand exactly what Joe is talking about. They got some talent at the skill positions. They need to continue to protect him so he can show what he showed last year. If they keep playing the way that they're playing, they're going to find themselves being at home with us. Oh, yeah, not so good. Uh, the Bengals are averaging the second fewest yards per play in the NFL this season. you got to think they could execute a little bit better, like Joe Burrow saying, things could be better. All right, let's go to New England, where Bill Belichick continues to be a national treasure with the media. Listen to this from earlier today. How similar are Bailey Zappi and Mac Jones' skill sets? Has it been an easy transition having him, um, you know, take the first snaps at practice? A similar, uh, both right-handed. All right, so Adam actually just had an update on Mac Jones on his Twitter. I believe he was a limited participant in practice. We'll triple-check that. Maybe they'll get my ear and tell me. Dan, what impressed you? They were both right-handed. Yeah. He and Lamar Jackson are too. What impressed you? You guys are the same. What impressed you about the New England offense last week with Bailey Zappi? Patriots, you have my attention. Your ability to run the football, really up inside your offensive line, those guards in that center, it's really good right now. They do a phenomenal job of creating double teams, kind of denting the defense, pushing those double teams really in many ways into the linebackers, and they force your linebackers to kind of play really slow. This is the foundational part of their offense, and honestly, because of it, if I was going to throw a couple shackles on one team that's clearly out of the playoff, playoff picture right now hmm. to make some noise as this season gets going, 
Because of this inside run, I would say it's the New England Patriots. Right now, it's very impressive. Wow. Yeah, we were right about that limited limited participant for Mac Jones. Adam Schefter updates a little bit more on Mac and the Patriots the offense. Like that. Yeah, exactly. That works, to your point. All right, Dan's putting shekels on the Patriots. Let's go to Miami, where the Dolphins are looking to turn things around this week after getting 40 points scored on them by the Jets. Here's Mike McDaniel on what he's doing to get everyone focused on the Vikings. Tyreek and the, the captains decided that um, you know, they wanted to take a step forward with uh, all of their opponent prep with regard to the team and their preparation with our game plans in general. So that, so he made the move to take the ping pong tables out of the locker room. That, that, that to me is um, leadership. You know, maybe we should take the ping pong tables out of our green room. I was on a team that did that too. We oh. went 0-16. We <laughs> well, the Dolphins are already off to a much better start then. It, listen, if they start losing, taking these ping pong tables out, that's a real big problem. You think it's going to work? No. It's an adverse reaction to you having an unsuccessful Sunday in the NFL. And yeah. I get it. Like, I understand you're trying to find things. Look, Tua has been out. Tua, obviously, everybody should know now that Tua makes a difference in the Miami Dolphins offense. And the other thing is this, man. Like, you don't want to become too up and down in this league and start having reactionary things to when you don't have success. Because, one, it's a marathon. The other thing is, is when you're in a locker room, especially among players, the camaraderie should translate to the field. If it's taking your attention away, you probably need another job if ping pong is causing you to play foot, uh, bad football. I, part of me feels like it's a little bit tongue-in-cheek, but it sounds it's like either way they it's did it. All I've right, been so on the team you mentioned, yeah, you mentioned Tua Tungavailoa. We're going to get into that next. An update on where his status is as he was back at practice. We'll tell you all about it as we carry on with NFL Live here, so stay tuned for that. What if in 2024 you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Try Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. It's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. They have over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash tackle. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash tackle. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash tackle. Rules and restrictions may apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
We're back on NFL Live. You see him right there, Tua Tungavailoa, back at practice for the Dolphins coming off of the controversial concussion. Honestly, just really good to see him back out there. Remember the lasting impression the last time we saw him on a field. Here's head coach Mike McDaniel on Tua's recovery and the situation with when we'll see him play again. What I've been told is he can uh, go out and, and throw and do some individual work this week. So, or um, today. So that, that's exciting for everybody just because, you know, really, we just miss his personality. When talking about this week and playing, I don't see him being active. I, I do not plan to have him play. This whole um, process is a little tricky, and today he's just getting back to playing football for the first time in two weeks. So Teddy Bridgewater also out of quarterback spot there. Now we know Skylar Thompson will get the start this weekend. Dan, what can this Miami offense do to have success against Minnesota? I'll make this easy. Miami wins this game if Mina Kimes comes on NFL Live on Monday and says two things. Number one, that the ball got out of Skylar Thompson's hands fastest anybody did in the NFL that this weekend. 2.2 seconds. And then number two, the Dolphins lead the NFL in yards after the catch on Sunday. If she comes on and says that on Monday, Dolphins win. If she does not, the Dolphins will not win. All right. You got to protect the football, right? <laughs> the quarterback has to protect the football. When you're the third guy, you're the third guy for a reason. The defense needs to come to the party. You run the ball. You look at some of the teams that are winning with the backup quarterbacks, the Dallas Cowboys and Cooper Rush. He's protecting the football. Jimmy G protecting the football. Okay, you look at Mr. Z up in New England protecting the football. If Mr. that's the case, Mr. Z. then they'll have an opportunity and a chance. Got to give him a nickname, Laura. I like in a that minute, he'll be, In a minute, he'll be selling cereal and oh. hot sauce in New England. <laughs> Come on. What do you think, Swagoo? I'm going squarely to the other side of the ball. This is when you have to, as a unit, being in this position before, be as supportive to your offense as you can possibly be. Sure. And the Miami Dolphins didn't get that accomplished last week, right? right? So now you look at, you, they like to play man-to-man -man yep. because they have corners and Xavier Howard and all of those guys. But to me, I'll be looking, to your point, Dio, this is about the line of scrimmage mm. for the Miami Dolphins. Get your hands up, bat some balls down, be quick to screens. Defensive linemen got to get out and run and be in traffic. All of the things that you preach about pursuit, all of the things you preach about being in the right places at the right time, and it's more important when you have a backup quarterback to play more stringent on your communication sure. and operation because that is usually what's going to carry the day for you. Don't get outside yourselves, Miami. Play defense. Xavier Howard versus Justin Jefferson. It's How a good gorgeous, is that? it's that's a gorgeous a, thing. That's a good one. It's a gorgeous thing currently has Minnesota as a three and a half point favorites for Sunday's game. Also, Dan and I coordinated with the Dolphins graphics. Look at us. Hey. Oh. All right, time now for top stories brought to you by Golden Corral. We're going to stay in Miami with Adam here. What is the latest on Tyreek Hill? Well, Laura, we saw him leave the game on Sunday with a foot injury. He was in a walking boot after the game, but the Dolphins are now confident and optimistic that he will be able to play Sunday against the Minnesota Vikings, which is an encouraging sign. Last week, they had Jalen Waddell banged up with the groin injury. Tyreek Hill left, so they were not at full strength, but they believe that Hill will be out there on Sunday, which is what they need for their rookie quarterback, Skyler Thompson. And then Mac Jones, the Patriots quarterback, back at practice today in a limited fashion. Look, we've heard Bill Belichick say day by day, one day at a time, he truly is at that level right now after missing the last two games. Day by day, we'll have a chance to play this week. If he can't, it'll be Bailey Zappi. And of course, the Indianapolis Colts held practice today. Jonathan Taylor, once again, after not playing last week, still did not mm. practice Man. today. And Naheem Hines was a limited participant due to that concussion. 
so the Colts have some injury question marks to work out before their game on Sunday. It is a great slate for week six. And let's talk about another one of those games. Cowboys Eagles showdown, you guys. Eagles six point favorites on, is the only undefeated NFL team left. Marcus is being quiet for a reason. Cooper Rush has held his own and then some in Dak's absence. But what is Dak's status? Well, here's Mike McCarthy with an update on that. Dak Prescott will be in the rehab group to start off with, but then he'll go through quarterback school. Uh, and he'll, he will do some light throwing at the end of practice. In your, as you stand here right now, Cooper is starting Sunday against the Eagles. Ready to shape up. We're preparing for Cooper to start against the Eagles. Okay, Marcus, how do you feel now that Dak's back throwing at practice? I feel good. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Rose, Rose, you know what I'm saying? Listen, man, I, I just, I, I'm, I'm hoping <laughs> that when he gets back, he's back. Sure. Like, and not trying yeah. to work through something. That's the only thing I've been thinking about throughout this process. When Dak steps back on the field, he needs to be all the way back to what he can actually do, yeah. Yeah. as opposed to having to call plays around something that he may be struggling with or yeah. being limited in him pushing the ball downfield because he's not quite there yet. Just bring him back when yeah. he's ready. Remember last year he came back from that ankle and everyone was like, hey, did he? It doesn't look like it himself. Matters. You don't want that. Early. Yeah, yeah sure. I mean, and here's the reality. I get it. The Eagles are going to be a tougher opponent, but they haven't had to have yeah. him back, right? It's so a the long, urgency it's a may long not be, season. It's too, a long buddy. season. Get him yeah. back when it matters. Dan, how can the Eagles attack this dominant Cowboys defense, though? Hey, man, I will uh -oh. go right at Micah Parsons. What? I figure out the way to attack him. I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm playing a little bit. You know, my God, love you. But this is what I would do. First of all, if I were the Philadelphia Eagles, I'd use some tempo. Go get a first down, get the line of scrimmage and no huddle. Now, this is Micah Parsons. When Micah Parsons is on the edge, I actually want to run the ball at him, but I want to do it in a very specific way. I want to put two tight ends on the field, and I want to inside out block him. I don't want to try to run around block him or reach block him. I want a tight end that is going to be able to get up inside and drive him. That at least uh, minimizes his athleticism. So two tight ends on the field do that. The second thing, and you guys know me, when you run the football against this Dallas Cowboy offense, it's not defense, excuse me, it's not necessarily front side that's the most important, is backside. The backside of the Philadelphia Eagles offensive line has got to have their best game of the season because what happens is, watch these guys, the backside is all going to strain to kind of seal this for Saquon Barkley. And look what happens. When you strain on the backside, you give guys seams like a Miles Sanders who's really creative with the ball in his hands afterwards. So get inside out with Michael when he's on the line of scrimmage, and then the backside of their run game's got to do a great job. Now, you've got to figure out ways both personnel-wise and formationally to get Micah Parsons as an off-the-ball linebacker. Once that happens, I'm becoming a throwing football team. Not only do that, when he's off the ball, be aggressive throwing the football, I want to have some max protection like the Rams did last week. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys, potentially eight. I want eight protection because this is this is still a good rush unit for the Cowboys, but I want Micah Parsons off the ball. And when I do that, listen, this secondary for the Dallas Cowboys, including this superstar, are really good players. I'm not going to lie, but they're nosy. They're nosy because they know their rush is so great. The ball's got to get out so they can be aggressive to picks. Use that against them. I said this early on. When you are playing against this team, max shots with max protection. I take a guy like A.J. Brown, Cooper Cup right here, and I give him the chunk to kind of get the vision of these defenders down, and then I try to replace him over the top with a big post like a Quest Watkins. You got to take your shots at them. You can't let this defensive line think, okay, we're just going to get the ball out quick and play that game. When Micah's on the line of scrimmage, I'll run right at him, inside out block. And when Micah's off the ball, formation and personnel-wise, I got to take my shots. I got to protect, but I got to take my shots. What do you think, Keith? If, if, 
if, if you're going to take those shots, you better slow down that pass rush. And the way you slow down the pass rush is in the screen game. I think Swagoo knows that. What defense alignments like to do is they like to pin those ears back and go get a guy. If you can somehow mix in screens there, the RPO game, because make the defense alignment think. Make them slow it down. I've been on a great, a bunch of great defenses with great defense alignment, and the one thing that they hated was not understanding or knowing what's coming at them. And I think the Philadelphia Eagles are one of the best teams that run in the screen game in the National Football League. I mean, I feel like there's some slander to this Cowboys defense right what now. You it's got, got a big fella over it's, here upset. Well, let me do it this way. Marcus, who needs to have a big upset? game Marcus? for the Cowboys defense against this tough Eagles offense? I'm trying to figure out what the hell y'all trying to do. It felt like to me I was trying to hey, coach Philly to beat down. Hey, no, 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 I'm Saban not. Look, man, in Philadelphia, this is, like, this is the opposite of rap what, what, man? What? If, if, if Philadelphia is listening to me and Dan on the damn game plan, then they shouldn't even get off the bus. Yeah, they shouldn't even get off the bus. It made a lot of sense. I guarantee, I guarantee you. Dan. Hey, Carlson. You, you, all right, let's get into this, okay? Yeah, come on. Listen, first of all, it, it actually ties into what you just said. I think the three, there are three guys who I really feel like are the most important players in this matchup. Okay. And it's something unconventional that nobody thinks about, but these guys are playing well. It's Leighton Van Der Esch. Mm. We talked about the space that's created in this RPO system yep. with Jalen and obviously Miles Sanders. You got to get on blocks and disengage and make tackles in space. Okay. Donovan Wilson, we look. He's not getting enough attention. Yeah. He is playing great. Not not good. Donovan Wilson is playing great. He's okay. the guy that's making a lot of these open field tackles yeah. that Philly creates with their offense. And Jaron Curse getting back. These safeties are under the most pressure in this defense than anybody I the believe. The secondary, for the, sure. The secondary, but the safeties in particular, Dio, because you know we've talked about the space that that RPO creates. You miss a tackle. Ooh. It's 40 yards. Yep. And Jalen Hurts is not a quarterback when he breaks contain. He's a running back. So now you got to bring your pads and you got to get these dudes on the ground to live to continue these drives and possessions. As aggressive as Dallas defense is up front, these safeties will have a large amount of pressure. And not to mention on top with Kez, on top with Devontae Smith, yeah. and then also getting A.J. Brown on the ground right. as well yeah. in mm. his little short hitting pops. These are the three dudes I believe that are under the most pressure for Dallas. I like your three dudes. I cannot wait to see who all you were picking in this game. That'll come later in the week. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 
It's time to take it to the mud. Down the big in the fellas. trenches. The trenches, the big nasty, By the big uglies. The 15 minutes for the big guys. O-line, D-line, five most important matchups this weekend. Yep. I'm going to number five, Miles Garrett versus Trent Brown. Miles has been out a little bit, yeah. but he's back this week. How will he look? You want to see the physicality. You want to see if Miles Garrett is going to be Miles Garrett. Big time challenge. Yeah, obviously went through that tragic, uh, but made it back back on the field. Number four, we're going to go Cowboys, Philadelphia, but we're saving a different matchup. Yeah. Tyler Smith's been playing good football versus Montez Sweat. Really good in the run game. You got to be careful now. Penalties are going to be critical Josh in this Sweat, game. Uh, Josh, the holding has been an issue for Tyler yep. in some situations. Josh is playing out of his mind right now. Let's go number three, Jacksonville versus Indy. Let's mm -hmm. go Cam Robinson versus Yannick Ngakwe. Nobody needs it more than the, than the Colts. And You're I understand right. Jacksonville right. is rolling. But remember this matchup last year, okay? The Indianapolis yeah. Colts booted got, from the playoffs. There's a lot of incentive in this game. And this pass rush is going to matter a lot when it comes to Trevor Anytime Lawrence. this guy's on the board, he goes up. Vaughn 100%. Miller, he came literally to Buffalo to whoop up yep. on the tackles for the Chiefs and take Patrick Mahomes to the Struggled ground. Struggled last week against Max Cross. Chandler Jones, a lot of pressures were given up to the Las Vegas Raiders from the tackles for Kansas City Chiefs. Right. Orlando, this is the fullest your hands will be at this juncture in this season. This is one of the best matchups of the whole weekend. It is the guy who literally is the best defensive player in the league right now outside of Aaron Donald, Micah Parsons versus um, Lane Johnson. And heavens, no, I ain't putting you up there, Micah, as much as I love you. I'm putting Lane up there mainly because I don't like you. I like Lane Johnson a lot. Lane Johnson is an absolute baller, and he is an experienced guy. Kind of so technique will come into play. Okay. Michael Parsons right now is okay. leading the NFL. I feel like I'm Lane Johnson and you're Micah Parsons rate. right now. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to run through your I'm, face. I'm going to probably win more, more times than not. So, Michael, handle your business, dog. I'm actually on TV, supposedly to be an analyst, but I am rooting for you and them boys. Let's get it. <laughs> Professionalism. Not. <laughs> we love it. Let's go. How about Green Bay, guys? The Packers lost to the Giants in London, and in the aftermath of the loss, Aaron Rodgers was upset with the locker room talk, namely from Jair Alexander and the laissez-faire reaction to drop in the game. Rodgers is like, man, that's not okay. It's not okay to say, yeah, we'll get it next time. This is the NFL. So, Dan, what has been the biggest issue for this Packers defense this season? Because so much of the conversation around the offense, but maybe the defense needs to step up. Oh, uh, they're soft and slow. Ooh. Now, I don't mean Problem. soft, like, mentally. I mean soft structurally. Yeah. They give you so many of these completions. I, I, I remember playing against defenses like this that were softer zones, but they were crazy fast after the ball got snapped. The, the Chicago Bears back in the day, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Colts of last year, they played a little bit of a softer zone, but it happened so quickly. And because that happened so quick, the ball would get popped out, fumbles, all that stuff. Hmm. And they're not right now. Right now, they're, they give you easy completions. They're soft in the secondary. And then they don't rally to the football and kind of put the fear of God in you when they get there right now. So until that changes, offense is sitting there telling, cool, I'm just going to take these easy yeah. completions because nothing bad happens. Well, it's difficult because this is where you were supposed to hang your hat until Ooh, this offense got going, thought, right? right? And, 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 and even the signings, I thought Rashawn Gary would turn into a star. Playing well, right. don't get me wrong, playing well. But as a unit, Dan, you hit the nail on the head, bro. You can't give up this lead against the New York Giants. As much as we want to press right. upon Aaron Rodgers and those guys, we talked about max protection. Jair Alexander was ascending to be an elite corner. Still think he should be in that conversation. These guys have to show up. I don't have much anal analytics, or I'm not going to come on here 
there and tell you the Green Bay Packers <laughs> need to play a different defense or a different coverage. Right. Their stars have to play better. Yeah. They yeah. got to make impact plays and game-changing type plays, and they are not getting it enough <laughs> from them Real, to impact games. I agree. But the thing is, when you play soft zone like that, you got to take the ball away. 100%. They, they're not, they're not, not great. Turnovers, not yep. doing nothing with that. I think a lot of it is what you guys are saying, but it also starts on the sideline with Joe Barry, the defensive coordinator. He's got to do a better job at getting his guys lined up and ready to go. When you talk about pre-snap reads, and you know this, Marcus, you want to go. You don't want to be out there thinking. Absolutely. If you look at the game last week against the Giants, they were running crosser routes because those guys were not ready. They were not in the face. They needed to challenge the receivers at the line of scrimmage. That wasn't something that they were doing. If they do that and they get the pre-snap things going, now they can think. They can be out there and understand, okay, this is what's coming. I see it. But when you're like kind of like – Dan was saying you're slow to moving around in 11 hats. And Joe knows better than this because he coached with us in Tampa. 11 hats to the football at all times. And it, most of the time you see three or four with the Green Bay Packers and not all 11 hats. Key, I love your point, man, because it, they at times do look like they're slow by thinking. Hmm. And a lot of times, like even Dallas defense, as good as we've been talking about they play, they play fast, Crazy. and they overcome being Crazy. in some bad situational things or bad the positions. The Bears are like that right yeah, now, Yeah, to your point, man, playing soft as far as coverage and not being down on guys, but also playing slow because it seems like they're trying to figure out what's coming. Yeah, you, you play, you're playing slow, so you can't finish at the end of games. Yeah. When they need to finish, they don't finish, and people take advantage of that. Yeah. You know, so much of creating turnovers is being anticipatory and when you're slow like that you really can't get anything going the Packers defense has just four takeaways this season that's tied for the third fewest in the Tell NFL me. great Adam we saw Aaron Rodgers miss practice today what's the latest on him well he has a thumb injury Laura and Matt LaFleur held him out of practice today and said he doesn't anticipate it being a problem for Sunday when the Packers play the New York Jets so Rodgers should be out there but when the starting quarterback Misses practice on Wednesday. That always gets everybody's antenna yeah. up to wonder exactly if he's healthy, fully healthy, what his particular condition is. Right now, he's dealing with a thumb injury. Didn't practice today, but in the words of the Packers, is expected to play on Sunday. All right, we'll keep an eye on that. Thanks to Adam for the latest there. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Of the great games on Sunday, this Giants versus Ravens matchup may be flying under the radar a little bit, but here's why it shouldn't. There's a lot of familiarity between these teams. It's Lamar Jackson and Wink Martindale spending plenty of time together in Baltimore before Wink, of course, departed to be the D.C. in New York. So that leads us perfectly into Marcus's marquee matchup. Yes. We're gonna we're gonna do yes. the whole segment like this. By the way, you're really comfy. You I are can, too. Like, take a little nice, nap on nice you. materials. <laughs> hey, everybody, this is a phenomenal matchup because Wink Martindale, the defensive coordinator for the New York Giants, used to reside in Baltimore. And guess who he saw practice every day and had to build plans for throughout the preseason? It was one Lamar Jackson. This is a phenomenal matchup for that reason. Lamar in the past 
has struggled against the Blitz. Well, Lamar is elite against the Blitz this year. Guess what Wing Martindale likes to do? He likes to pressure quarterbacks. So the chess match that will be played between Wink Martindale, the defensive coordinator for the New York Giants, and Lamar Jackson trying to figure out where that pressure is coming from is something to watch in this game. Look, Giants are 4-1. Day Bowl is up for coach of the year. Yeah. Wink Martindale has extended this defense beyond just being a, a, a stand pad and try to figure mm -hmm. things out. He wants to force the issue like he did in Baltimore, and Lamar has responded. We shall see who will win. This is Man. a legit marquee matchup. You saw that Giants defense batting all yes. those footballs against yes. Aaron Rodgers last week. We'll see if they can do that against Lamar. And how Lamar Jackson handles the blitz will be a huge factor in Sunday's game, as will his play against man coverage in general. Through three games this season, Jackson was lighting up defenses in man coverage, posting a 95 QBR while throwing seven touchdowns and no interceptions. Over the last two games, though, mm -hmm. that hasn't been the case as his QBR versus man coverage has dropped by 90 points. This season, the Giants defense has used man coverage at the fourth highest rate in the league. So that's one side of this game. But Dan, let's take a look at the New York offense. You showed us earlier in the week about what Daniel Jones is yeah. doing well and really what Brian Dable's done to put him in good situations. But it's not just him, right? Absolutely. They're, this offensive line for the Giants has been much maligned for years now. Saquon Barkley has 533 yards running the football this year. 315 of that is coming before contact. This, they, they took those two tackles early on in the draft. It is paying tremendous dividends, and we've got to give them some love. Saquon's been great, but this unit is doing a good job of getting him to the second level, and then you watch his talent be on display. Yeah, when you, when you look at what head coach Brian Dable has brought to the building, what's changing a complete culture from Joe Judge, right? Earlier in the year, Laura, one of the things that he did is he, he talked to his players on the sideline and said, hey, you want to go for two? They're like, yeah. He empowered them by going for two. They win the game. He's dancing with them in the locker room. You can tell there's a different shift in culture inside that locker room and in that building, and the players want to play for him. That's a huge factor in why they're sitting at four and one. It's fun to see. All right, time for one more thing before we go. Dan, it's a really special day for you. I cannot believe this anniversary 14 years ago to the day, Dan. Can you believe it? Ran I out of the back of the end zone, and you've only <laughs> gone up from there. Uh, wait, Laura. Laura, did you say an anniversary? You got an anniversary for that? Yes, Oh, man, what is the world Kate, of football coming we to? Got him, we got him a cake earlier for this. Keyshawn, could you imagine they would do that? You would never do that to me. We too cool. Well, uh, do what to you? That right there? Dan, uh, Key if my actually... quarterback was the, If my quarterback <laughs> was ever run out of the end zone, he better keep running out of the damn tunnel, man. Go Come home. Come on, Key. I will tell you this. We love you so much, Dan, and you're so talented at so many things, and it's okay that you ran out of the back of the end zone, okay? Hey, he's not the Thanks only so one. Much, Jimmy G joined Thanks. him. <laughs> See you tomorrow.